Today on We Hear, Madonna shared a bizarre naked video from her bathtub. We'll get into all the celebrities being weird in quarantine. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and yet Woody Allen found a way to publish his controversial memoir. And Hollywood's hottest club is DJ D-Nice's club quarantine party on Instagram Live. Coming up next on We Hear. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. The story behind the story is that you and I are living that self-isolation life for week number two. I know. I I miss you, I have to say. Just one disclaimer, by the way, is if during the podcast, you or our listeners hear screaming, shrieking, crying, or whining, that's just my kids. (laughs) Don't, 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 Don't be alarmed. It's not your... Hopefully, it's not anybody else's kids, but... I am, besides being a podcaster and the executive editor of Page Six during the coronavirus self-isolation quarantine, I'm also running a school here, Maggie. (laughs) With just two students? Yes. It's a little bit like Little House on the Prairie. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a one-room schoolhouse where all the children, you know, learn at the same time. And I'm like uh, Miss Crabapple. Wow. Wow. yeah, unfortunately, my wife has become the the lunch lady, um, which is <laughs> yeah. So I'm running running this school up in here right now. Though it is free play. Oh wow! God so- only knows what's God only knows what's going on. I I I need to install Nest cameras in every room. <laughs> yeah, my heart really goes out to everyone who is homeschooling their kids, dealing with young children. I have the luxury of living alone, and I have never been happier to be living alone than right now in this unprecedented moment in history. So, one question that I've been posing to all of my friends in our FaceTimes and phone calls is, what is the snack you are most tempted to eat in the house? For me, it is this big container of chocolate covered almonds. Like I woke up this morning, Yum. just like popped a few and was like, what am I doing? This is not, it's, it's eight 30. Why am I eating chocolate covered almonds? I actually, my, that's a great question. My saving grace with this is that we, we like stocked up in this like major pandemic panic shopping situation. But I was like pretty virtuous at the time. Like when I stocked <laughs> up, I didn't realize how low I was going to go so quick. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't get all the crazy like cookies and like, yeah. you know, and now I, I would eat a box of Malamars like right now while we're doing the podcast. Mm. But I can't get them because I'm afraid to go. I keep thinking like, am I going to be like man exposes himself to COVID-19 for Malamars? <laughs> You know what I mean? And like, that's going to be me. And then it's going to be like, how did it happen? And you're like, well, I exposed myself because I kept having to run out and get like Tate's and like all these cookies. But right now I would be going nuts, Maggie. I would be doing experimental ice cream sandwiches and things that people have never seen before. Um, All right. Well, that's our episode of We Here. Let, oh, wait a minute. We Don't we have some other stories to talk about? We have celebrities. <laughs> so while we're eating a lot of sugar and feeling terrible about it, Madonna is taking baths and pontificating. She really is, Maggie. So Madonna made a bizarre... Of course, 
First of all, leave it to Madonna to insert herself into the coronavirus pandemic. I feel like Madonna would see that like a virus is getting more attention. Ooh, that's a hot And date. she's like, I got to get in there. So Madonna has posted a video of herself in a bathtub. She's naked. There's rose petals. It looks like a milk bath. Just talking about coronavirus being the great equalizer. And she has rose rose petals or roses covering her nipples, right? Yes. And according to our item on this reported by Page Six's own Emily Smith, she, I thought this was very apt. Emily called her the alarmingly smooth-faced star, says in the mm. clip posted to her Instagram, this is Madonna's take on coronavirus. She said, that's the thing about COVID-19. It doesn't care about how rich you are, how famous you are, how funny you are, how smart you are, where you live, how old you are, what amazing stories you can tell. So like at that point, you're kind of like with Madonna, I guess. Like you're like, well, that's true. Like maybe this is a, a thing about humility. Like maybe Madonna's about to say, you know, this pandemic has made me sort of rethink my, you know, situation. But then instead she says, it's the great equalizer. And what's terrible about it is what's great about it. What's terrible about it is that it's made us all equal in many ways. So it's terrible that it's made us all equal. And then what's wonderful about it is that it's made us all equal in many ways. So I don't know what she, what she's saying, Maggie. I feel like you have a PhD in Madonna. How are you interpreting interpreting this for your dissertation? I do not have a PhD in Madonna, but I might have a PhD in self-awareness. And she is incredibly lacking in this department. What I want to hear from celebrities in this point in time is that they are donating money to get supplies to our medical workers, that they're thinking about the greater good, and that there is life outside of their bathrooms. This is not doing anything for anyone. A dose of empathy would go a lot farther. Right. And she also said at the end of Human Nature, I guess when she would perform the song Human Nature every night, if the ship goes down, we're all going down together. I don't want anybody to go down. I want masks. <laughs> I want ventilators. I want people washing their hands. I want social distancing. And I want people listening to our elected officials. The other thing about this, Maggie, this shows once again, you're thinking in this very like high-minded kind of global way. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, what does this have to do like all about myself? The thing about this Madonna video is that she's in her bathtub with like perfect lighting with like, where are you getting rose petals right now? It's like people, I'm I'm like trying to get some bunny grams up in here. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, You've got rose petals. You've got a goop bath bomb that you've obviously deployed for your milky bathness. And like, who's running the lighting there? Who's running the camera there? Reportedly, she's holed up with her her latest boy toy backup dancer. So maybe he's her, her cameraman slash lighting grip or whatever. But the other thing is, it's like, hey, we're all in this together. We're all going to go down. But it's like, uh, I think like the life that you're living right now is like very, very different than everybody else. This isn't really the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. And there was a big backlash on social media basically saying like, look, Madonna, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. We've reported on the podcast about all these entertainers mm -hmm. who are actually doing some people like Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. They donated money to buy ventilators. Rihanna's foundation gave $5 million. And have you heard Rihanna say a peep? 
No, she's right. putting her money to good use and she's not floundering around in a bath causing a scene. Read the room, so, Madge. Read the room. As Emily wrote in her item, Madonna, you know, has this like alarmingly smooth face in the video. I mean, and obviously that she has the lighting and everything going on. Kelly Rippa, who actually had posted a video of herself, I believe it was last week, going to her plastic surgeon to get filled up on Botox before the uh, mandatory, you know, self-isolation hit. Um, I believe you would post- call that a dermatologist, no? <laughs> was that, was that a plastic right. surgeon? <laughs> it's only a needle, Ian. Jesus. I guess, right. Well, there's a fine line these days, <laughs> a fine line that's an actually apt uh, expression between dermatology and plastic surgery. I guess that's true. It's like plastic surgery, you're having your face like chopped, like a yeah. face transplant. Like um, she she might look a little different, but it's not going to be a whole new face right. when she comes out of there. That is true because d- dermatologists do fillers and do mm-hmm. this is and that is. Um, <laughs> but so she was getting Botox, but then Kelly Ripa did post this week um, – Kelly Ripa, who did donate money to help people, posted um, one week so far of her gray roots showing because um, all hair salons have been shut down um, in New York State and I believe three other states and maybe and counting. And mm. so people are freaking out. There have there's been a lot of speculation that like after this coronavirus self-isolation thing ends if it ever does that we're going to really see celebrities true colors meaning the true colors of their hair because no one's going to be able to get their hair colored no one's going to be able to get haircuts so i don't know we'll see if in four weeks how madonna's looking in that bathtub (laughs) woody allen's controversial memoir has finally been released you might remember that Staffers at different publishers had walked out over it. It had been in the hands of several publishers. And now it's been quietly released. Yeah, this is kind of a bombshell story, Maggie, to happen during the coronavirus pandemic that has nothing to do with coronavirus for a change, where um, Woody Allen's memoir, which is called Apropos of Nothing, um, Mm. it was meant to be published by Hachette, which also published his son Ronan Farrow's Catch and Kill book, and then was kind of going to quietly put out this Woody Allen memoir. But uh, Ronan Farrow protested it, right, because he's sided with his sister Dylan Farrow in her accusations that she was sexually molested by Woody Allen, which Woody Mm -hmm. Allen has denied. And once Ronan Farrow sort of blew the whistle that his own publisher was, you know, surreptitiously releasing um, Woody Allen's book, there was a walkout at the publishing house and uh, the book ended up getting dropped. So it seems like, well, that was the last we would ever hear of this this Woody Allen memoir. But now it's actually popped up. Um, there's a uh, a publishing house called Arcade that's put it out. The excerpts from the book are coming out now, and and some of it's pretty shocking, I guess, right? Yeah. Woody Allen sounds very bitter. He blasts Mia Farrow, you know, who was his longtime ex-girlfriend, who he had children with, and he goes into detail about his romance with his current wife, Sunyi Previn. 
Now, Ian, for those of our listeners who are younger and do not know the relationship, can you give us a rundown of the origin story of Sunyi and Woody Allen? I like that, man. I like you're like, for the younger people, like I, <laughs> I'm, um, I know, I know it, but I feel like if you were you if you are of a certain age, maybe you know Woody Allen as the maybe dad of Ronan Farrow. I don't know. <laughs> right, Sunyi was one of Mia Farrow's adopted children with uh, with Andre Previn, and then bizarrely, Woody Allen started dating her and uh, married her, and that was only like you know, one of the sort of first scandals that he was involved in, uh, because then, you know, he was accused by his his daughter, Dylan, of molesting her. But in this book, right, he goes into detail about his relationship with Soon Yi. Right. He says, at the very early stages of our new relationship, when lust reigned supreme, we couldn't keep our hands off each other. Ooh. Jesus. He also it's- denies the, he denies the uh, abuse uh, charges or claims, I should say, by Dylan saying, I never laid a finger on Dylan, never did anything to her that could be even misconstrued as abusing her. It was a total fabrication from start to finish. He also talks about the day that Mia Farrow learned about his relationship with Soon Yi. Soon Yi was, I believe, in her 20s at the time. And Farrow discovered erotic photographs of Sunyi at Woody Allen's apartment, and he says, of course I understand her shock, her dismay, her rage, everything. It was the correct reaction, but expresses no regret. Sometimes when the going got rough and I was maligned everywhere, I was asked if I had known the outcome, do I ever wish I never took up with Sunyi? I always answered I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I mean, these are our sentiments that he has echoed before in in interviews, I think there was a quote from um, an interview that he did in the past where he explained of the Soon Yi situation, you know, well, the heart wants what it wants, which he got a lot of crap for. But the editor of Arcade Books said in a statement about deciding to publish the controversial tome, in this strange time when truth is too often dismissed as fake news, we as publishers prefer to give voice to a respected artist rather than bow to those determined to silence him. When Hachette dropped the book initially, Stephen King was one of the few people to question the decision, saying that it's who gets muzzled next that worries me. Stephen King's position initially was, hey, if you don't like Woody Allen and you find him objectionable and gross, don't buy the book. But he felt that the book should be published. So Ian, how do you think this book will sell? I don't think it's going to sell very well, Maggie. I don't think it's going to be a bestseller. I think that beyond the controversy surrounding Woody Allen that would kind of keep people away from the book, younger people, I don't even know if they even know who Woody Allen is, but maybe I'm just being cynical. So while a lot of younger people might not know Woody Allen, his work, his story, etc., they most likely know Ronan Farrow, who wrote Cash and Kill and won a Pulitzer for his takedown of Harvey Weinstein, who is incarcerated right now and we recently learned has tested positive for coronavirus. That's right, Maggie. He um, apparently has contracted coronavirus 
while in jail. This this is like rather than the book Catch and Kill, this is like something out of Bonfire of the Vanities too. Meantime, in related prison news, Takashi Six Nine, the incarcerated rapper, he must have read the Harvey Weinstein uh, story that we posted because he now wants to end his sentence early because he's afraid he's going to get coronavirus while he's in jail too. I think everyone's afraid they're going to get coronavirus on the inside and the outside. Well, as Madonna says, it is the great equalizer, although she's in a bathtub in a mansion while other people are getting it in prison. While Ian and I have been eating all of our food in self-isolation, we've also been enjoying the sounds of one DJ D-Nice. Yeah, so DJ D-Nice has been, um, right, spinning tunes on Instagram Live in something that he calls homeschool club, homeschool at club quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess so he, he ended up on Saturday night He's been spinning these like marathon DJ sessions. And on Saturday night, I guess he went for like nine hours and um, ended up having how many people were in the club? I think he had what? Close to 200,000? 200,000 people, including Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. Who else? Oprah, Rihanna. Naomi Campbell. Valerie Jarrett. um, Jonah Hill. Jimmy he was, Fallon. He was calling out people's names as they appeared in the chat. So you know when you're in a nightclub and they're like, hey, so-and-so is here. Let's play their song. It was like everybody got a shout out and it just, the hits kept coming, songs and celebrity style. Yeah, I actually got a um, a friend of mine who is a DJ texted me on Saturday night and they were like, oh my God, are you on this D nice like feed right now? It's insane. Like Mark Zuckerberg is here. Like Mm -hmm. everybody, Bernie Sanders popped in. Joe (laughs) Biden popped in, right? Joe Biden gave the thumbs up emoji, which I'm like, this is the most Biden thing you could probably do. Yeah, (laughs) right. And uh, I mean, and DJ D-Nice was spinning. It was certainly like a very crowd-pleasing mix. As you said, like as people came in, like Stevie Wonder was in there. Mm -hmm. So he played some Stevie Wonder songs. He also played like, there are a bunch of hip-hop artists. I mean, it really is bringing people together because you had like Snoop Dogg and like Big Daddy Kane and like Bun B were there. But then D-Nice also played a tribute to the late Kenny Rogers. Amazing. So do you know anything about him? Because obviously I started digging around once this party took off. Yeah. So, what did you find out, Maggie? D-Nice, his real name is Derek Jones, and he's from the Bronx. So it warms my heart that it's a native New Yorker bringing all of these people together. Um, and also, aside from being like a DJ, a beatboxer, a rapper, a producer, and a photographer, do you know that he discovered Kid Rock in 1988? I did not know that, Maggie. You've Isn't that wild? my hip-hop knowledge. Yeah, incredible. I mean, some light Googling would result in this, but I don't, it just, it brought me so much joy. Like a friend of mine texted me like, are you on this? He's going live. And then like, I was in my kitchen cooking and he started playing Mob Deep and I was like, oh my God, all of New York in their apartments listening to a New York based rap group. Like I felt a little verklempt. Like I had a little tear in my eye for New York. Yeah. So basically he he went from 
200,000 followers to 1.2 million followers in the past few days. Mm -hmm. And he's been spinning these marathon sessions. And he actually did an interview with Page Six's own Tashara Jones. Mm -hmm. um, and he told her a little bit about how this thing got started. And it seems like, you know, he started spinning some tunes and then it was like, you know, 200 people at first, you know, and he started it, I think, in the middle of last week. But he said the actual sort of the tipping point was that Naomi Campbell came in and she started telling people, like telling everybody and anybody and telling all her friends that they should, you know, join in. So I guess Naomi Campbell really got it going from 2,000 people up to 100,000 people by Saturday night. The power of social media and supermodels. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he also said that he's been getting like during these, so he's doing these like nine hour sets. I think he's been taking like a brief dinner break. Mm -hmm. um, he did say um, when he spoke to Tashara over the weekend that he was going to take a night off. I think he was going to take, you know, um, Sometime he said his back hurt because he was playing so much and playing these long sets. But then he couldn't stay away because the thing is, it's like he's keeping so many people, you know, it's like this one positive thing or one of the few positive things that's going on right now with the whole coronavirus sort of quarantine situation. So he did get back into the mix. But the thing is that I guess people like he said that the Hollywood agency CAA was sending him like sushi. We had reported that Diddy was sending him like Ciroc vodka. And he was also being sent like Ace of Spades champagne, which is Jay-Z's brand. So I guess people are trying to send him stuff to like keep the music going so they can sustain this back-breaking pace that he's doing with these marathon social distancing parties. Yeah. And he's like giving credit where credit is due. He's saying shout out to the healthcare workers. He's saying things like wash your hands, be good to each other. Like he is bringing people together and he is sending out positive messages. And that's what we need right now. We don't need someone telling us that coronavirus is the great equalizer. We need someone playing great music <laughs> and keeping our spirits high. Impressive stuff. I can't wait to see what this guy does next. And hopefully post-quarantine, he can be playing sets to huge crowds in person. He said he's going to be back again on Tuesday. And he had said that he was going to take Monday off. So we'll see if he gets a rest and comes back strong. Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We'd love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity that you're dying for us to dish on? Email your hot takes to us at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.